Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 The um the old the, the CBBS presenter flex that we used to. It's a, that's the difference between 2008 and 2018. That word. Nobody CBeebies. was talking about flexes before. Flex? No, CBeebies was a thing back then, but like, you know, the word flex in that context, that's a new thing, isn't it? I don't know. What, what does it mean in that context? What? You know, <laughs> now I have to explain it. Yeah. I've only recently started hearing it, but you know, when people are like, oh, he's doing the Hulk Hogan flex, which might mean, for example, you're lifting a weight or being a racist. Games. Hello, and welcome. hello, and welcome hello. to Game Wank. A new episode of Game Wank. Who'd yeah. have thought it? It's probably in line with our projections for when the next one would happen. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny. I like. I can't imagine. Uh, do you think anyone news listening? The funny thing about returning to Game Wank is that uh, none of the old ones are there, so there's not going to be any new listeners. None, this is effectively a, a, a brand new podcast that just sort of makes vague allusions to one that might have existed, <laughs> but, that, but that possibly everyone involved imagined. Or um, anybody that has gotten into it in the last five years or so will just be really confused because they'll just be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because uh, due to a cock up on my part, the, the archive basically got deleted. Yeah. Um, and but uh, we're kind of both a bit like I think it might be for the best. Who's <laughs> 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 that? Who's that? I am the ghost of Christmas present, and I have come to show you the error of your ways. Aye. Well, I'm D.I. Tam McLeish for Partick Fraud Squad, and I'm here to draw you into a sting, you deceased cunt. What? SWAT team, go, 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 I just wanted to tell a cautionary tale. You'll have to be cautionary about your own tale where you're going, pal. Or you'll get a booby right up it. No! I gotta hand it to you, Tam. You closed the book on a case this department's been working on for 167 years. Aye. But past and future are still out there. Somewhere. Present was the ringleader. Without him, there's a lot of tight-fisted old bastards who can sleep soundly tonight. I know. This is shite, Helen. Turn it over. Oh, Dad. More get him tell. Are we in shite? The Queen's speech is coming on. I mean, you do do a lot more podcasts now. I do. I do. Um, I'm just really mining all of my friends for content. <laughs> well, that's what you do these days, isn't it? You know, that, that's that, that's you know, that's just that's just like that's just the the twenty tens. That's the twenty tens flex. Flex. Um. So it's uh, it, it's good to be what good to be back. I guess in this in a sense, Game Wank never ended. It just continued in WhatsApp because it was always just me annoying you. 
Are yeah, you, that's still happens. And you reacting and then wondering why you reacting. 20 times a day asking if I want to see his balls. <laughs> and me saying no and then him saying, how no? <laughs> and, then, and that's the point you usually stop responding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I don't want to think of an answer to this. <laughs> so, um, I mean, like, what, like, what's happened in games? <laughs> well, recently or in the last 10 years? The last 10 years. I mean... There's uh, a couple of controversies. You might have heard of a couple of them. I we, mean, were ta- we were talking the other day about Project Natal. Oh, God. Yes, because you were listening to the old uh, Game Mountain jingles, and mm. one of them makes reference to Project, Project Natal being a pervert simulator. There's absolutely no danger I would have even remembered. Yeah. You just said Project Natal to me, and I'd have been like, what? Yeah. And it's, it's, an, it's an incredible, because we were talking about this the other day. It's like, there's this jingle, and it's like, Project Natal is a pervert simulator. They'll hear it. They'll hear it. They'll hear it. Oh, they will. will they hear it? All right, okay. Oh, you found them. <laughs> okay. So, Project Natal is a pervert simulator. How do you explain? The context for that doesn't exist. The context for that, A, it was like, for one part of the context is, mm-hmm. is uh, uh, it, it was, was the prototype fucking uh, name for a product that has now been completely discontinued. Um, so well, wait a minute, what? Is, it, is Connect gone? Connect's gone. Connect's fuck. Connect's away. <laughs> When did this happen? It was when, uh, what's his name? Fucking Mankey Spence. <laughs> Phil Spencer came in. Uh-huh. And I was going to say Peter Stringfellow. Then you're <laughs> Peter Stringfellow, the CEO of Microsoft. <laughs> um, it was uh, when he came in to play, replace Don Matrick. And basically, like, the Xbox One was a, a smoldering car crash of a platform and nobody wanted it. Yeah. They, they basically had to... Do, revamp it. And one of the first things they did was just get rid of Kinect because, like, everyone hated it. Um, so, so Connect's gone. Uh, so that's Project Natal. Nobody called it Project s- Natal anyway. Can you still? I'm sorry. Can you still turn the Xbox on with your voice? Have you got an Xbox? Yeah. Can you still? Do you still talk to it? No, it's away. It's gone. Right. In fact, on on because I've got a One X. So okay. on that version of Xbox, which is like currently like the flagship fucking model, mm-hmm. if you want to plug a Connect into it, you've got to buy an adapter. It doesn't even support the the, the connector anymore. It's that it's that dead. So, um, so that's Milo away then. And then Milo, <laughs> Project Natal's a pervert simulator was a direct reference to the controversy about Milo, right? The the, <laughs> the Lionhead demo. Was there a controversy or was that just people on the internet being... There, there was a controversy in the sense that people were like, what's to stop you getting your private parts out in front of this game that can see Virtual your... child. And, and Peter Molyneux, I remember, Peter Molyneux had to explain... Public and it was probably a clue back then about the way the world was heading. Actually, but Peter, Peter from Peter Molyneux, I remember I had to explain in an interview that Milo won't react to your penis <laughs> <laughs> because because we haven't programmed him to. Like we would have to, we would have to. Get, he's not a real child trapped in the Xbox. We have to give him that context. So it's not like. When you had the when you had the drawing, when you hand you draw on a piece of paper and you hand it. It's like you put your dick up to the the connect, and he grabs he grabs it. The connect the connect scans your dick, <laughs> and it appears I mean, in game. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. I mean that that uh, that's so, why I got canned. But, but, well, people people were saying that at the time, and it was just like, but no, it's not. It's it's not a pervert simulator. That's ridiculous because it's yeah I because know. they would have to make it one, and they're obviously not going to do that. So I think I think one of the things that do you know that, what that is that's that thing where people overestimate 
technology where they overestimate how good something is going to be. Yeah. That, I mean, that shows how well the hype worked. Yeah. Because everyone's like, as soon as they saw that virtual child, it's like, well, I can do anything with that child. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's just a video game character. You can't shag him any more than you can shag Super Mario. Yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> Don't be so fucking stupid. Yeah, it's like it's like the, there was no moral uh, moral panic about the PlayStation Two eye toy because people knew it was very unsophisticated. But I think it actually turns out that Connect was no more sophisticated than that. <laughs> but yeah, this is going down a very dark road straight I mean, away. This is a, um, we've got Connect out the way. But what I think talk about? I think Game Boy Color. One of, one of the wonderful symmetries of that is, is uh, not symmetries, but one of the wonderful sort of circles of that is. Ten years later, we're recording this, uh-huh. and uh, so Connect is gone. Uh, Milo and Kate never came out um, because it was a mad tech demo, and it was clearly just never ever going to be a game. Yeah. And uh, Lionhead Studios doesn't exist anymore. It was it was shit. Oh, shit yeah. It was closed down. Um, and God, do you remember like back in the day watching those E3 conferences? We were so fucking naive. <laughs> so you know that shit and being like, oh my god. Wow, the future is here. And then like, a year oh, later, something shite comes out, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay." I know. I think it was it was mad that like we didn't really. I don't know because I remember thinking that the the, the whatever follow up to the three sixty was was what what it, whatever it was going to be was going to be amazing because the three sixty yeah. was like one of the greatest. I think people. I think you can still argue that it was one of the best consoles of all time despite oh, I, the issues despite everything you know we were uh, what was it nintendo loving xbox someone called us <laughs> but like we yeah. did we loved like i loved the 360 i loved it as well like i think the 360 was like it was like the snares of its day it was like it was it yeah. was a great machine mm-hmm. and then the follow-up was such a raging disappointment it was like yeah um, but they're, you know, they're, they're really turning that around now the, the one x is amazing oh um, yeah no well i mean so. i <laughs> <laughs> we get to that point where I have to start talking about modern consoles and I'm like, I, I, I think it's good, I, I've heard. I know someone that's got one. He's always got Spotify on when I'm around at his house and it looks nice. That's that is two true. big ones ticked off the list. The light behind you went off earlier, which makes me wonder if someone else is here. It's fine. And they, I told them we're doing this. Uh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay. This was going to burst in and be like, excuse me, what's excuse it? you podcasted. You're calling the police. <laughs> Oh that's illegal in this England. Is, this is going to this is going to absolutely fuck your Airbnb rating. So it is. <laughs> Can you imagine this? Can you imagine that? You know, there's little differences between like Scottish law and English law. Like you know, people in Scotland are surprised that you can still drink on the street down here. For example, you imagine if that's one of the things. Like, if you're going to podcast, you have to do it outside. No, it's the law. Dating your own house. You have to do it outside. We're in, we're in an Airbnb. We're in an Airbnb. This is like just to ramp up the absurdity here. Jim and I haven't actually been face to face for. It's been a few months. Yeah. Well, the last time we were face to face, the exchange lasted forty five seconds. It was, <laughs> and it was me handing you work to do. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then before that would have been another eight months or something. Yeah, exactly. Jim's literally just turned up at my Airbnb with two mics, and we're. Yeah, oh, this is I mean that's that's weird now, isn't it? Because like you're you're in an Airbnb in Putney, which is an area <laughs> of South London that sounds like it's been made up for Doctor Who, but it is real. Putney, super Putney. First up the night, Nachter Machtis traditional Thursday karaoke, Sandra. 
that was a thing she had on a scheme he had told in a foreign land to take life on earth to the second birth and a man was in command it was a flight on the wings of a young girl's dreams that flew too far This um, is going to be this. This podcast is going to be a series of things that are in the podcast, but that end with you going, "I'm cutting that. That's not going in. That's terrible." Um, <clears throat> right. What have we? Um, what are we doing? That's probably enough of a. What is this? It's probably enough of an intro. <laughs> I'd imagine it was supposed to be like. What if it's a wee intro where we just you know get reacquainted and then? Aye, it. that's the warm up done. Yeah, that's the warm up, and now it's just like like I'm going to get into the nitty gritty of <laughs> the game. <laughs> the games. What's your game? 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 game? What's your 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 game? What's why why do you why do you keep asking me this so aggressively and then we cut to the jingle and it was great. <laughs> it was I mean it was a good title for a section. Um I mean to be honest, you take any title of anything and say it really aggressively in a Scottish accent, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's like when a someone's oh, here. It's like when a, a Scottish person very calmly says, Oh but are you <laughs> I'll batter you. As if it's, not even a, as a threat, just as a general sort of statement of fact. Just like, <laughs> listen, I'll batter you. And it usually calms everyone down, all right? Fair enough, fair enough. Right. Do you, sorry, I'm not going to keep doing this, but I'm trying to think of the weirdest places we've recorded Game Link. This is probably... I mean, an Airbnb in Putney is the weirdest. Yeah, but we did do it at my work one day. I remember it was a Christmas episode, yeah. and halfway through it, the cleaner came in... <laughs> And you had to do your like, oh, <laughs> oh, it's fine. Uh, they know, they know, they know I'm here. <laughs> Jobby Bumpiness. Two middle-aged people trying to remember stuff. That's what game wanks turned into. Oh God, old wank. Oh, two men in their mid thirties. Fucking in an Airbnb. In two men in their mid mid thirties. <laughs> one of whom is, for reasons known only to himself, currently doing an apology tour of fucking podcasts that are like <laughs> dormant. <laughs> <laughs> podcast that he's spent the last year going yeah I'll get on it <laughs> <laughs> I know Oof. I know do you ever heard like um, uh, I'm trying to think if the name would anyway our friend Nickel ages ago Nickel Hay yeah Nickel Hay um, everyone the was brass like, donkey everyone was like Nickel's got a good impression of you Richie <laughs> and they would never tell me what it was like what's 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 uh, what's Nichols' impression? And it took it was weeks, and I was like, I caught up with Nichols. I like, hear you've got an impression of me, and Nichols just went, "I know, I know, I'm <laughs> sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Arctic, there was barely a noise, but from the factory floor where the elves made their toys, they worked through the night so as not to delay the giving of gifts on Christmas Day. 
It looks like we're going to make our quota this year, sir. Excellent. Ho, ho, ho. We made some significant cost reductions, you see, by downloading all of our DVDs and video games instead of going through the legitimate channels. Isn't that highly illegal? Of course it's illegal, but they can't prosecute. Ain't no subpoena can be levied against a man who don't exist. Plus, this place is way outside the jurisdiction of any police department. Did you study law? No, i just been watching illegal downloads of The Wire between the months of January and November. You watch crime drama illegally? Hans in the air, scumbar. What's going on? Santa here has been a very naughty boy. We've got you on 200 million counts of trespassing before we even get to your wee international piracy ring. You can't charge me with anything. I don't exist. Aye, exactly. Means I can set you up for a stretch in shots prison with no fucking trial, Mr. Christmas. Hey, now wait just a goddamn minute. You can't lock up the boss, man. Oh, and what's this? Child labor and all. Hey, we're no kids. Shut up, you wee shite. Get him in the van, Danny. Sad. But you can't lock me away, I'm Santa. You're just another fat cunt with a beard. And there's plenty of them in Gubbin. Oh god, we should have put, um... Uh, what do you call it? What do you call it when you have to be upfront about something? A disclaimer. A disclaimer. <laughs> Fucking hell! Sorry. That was the, that was a senior moment. No, no. Would you would you cry? Would you cry it? Would you would you cry it when you went to be upfront about something? That could be a lot of things. Hey, <laughs> uh, Jim works in games PR, <laughs> so that totally invalidates any journalistic integrity. That is very true. That is very true. I have I've genuinely now got to be careful that I don't talk about anything that we've worked on, but I, I won't. So that's fine. But like, you know. I'll do all that. So here's my review of Mega Man Eleven. That's one of the things that I can't I'm talk about. I'm so kidding, I'm just going to have to sit here in silence while I you haven't. Do. I haven't actually played Mega Man Eleven, which is ridiculous. But I was kind of hoping Jim could get me a quote. <laughs> You could, uh, I mean, you've been you've been waiting for Mega Man Eleven for about twenty five years. <laughs> I know, and then it just shows, just you know, you get older and everything stops mattering, mattering. Everything stops being important. Yeah, you're just like you know, Doctor Who's on now, and I'm like, I'll watch it later. Yeah, I'll watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Mega Man Eleven's out. Ah. <laughs> A new Star Trek. Aye, I can't get a watch, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I've actually been rewatching Star Trek. I've been rewatching Next Gen from the start. Oh yeah. Um, I am. Um, it's good. It's fucking great, man. It's it's good. <laughs> it's really good. Watching it, going, this is fucking brilliant. I mean, watching it with someone as well, for whom it is their first time as mm. well. Oh, no, that's like, good. I, I, yeah, no. And 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 I've just been like, I've I've been amazed at how a at how how good it is, how well acted it is, how just wonderfully put together it is. 
uh, how everyone involved in that show is on top of their game and everything. Mm -hmm. And then kind of realizing, like, I don't think I was old enough. I don't think, uh, well, pinning it to age doesn't really make sense because everyone's different. But, like, I don't think I was ever at a place before where I could really appreciate the the quality of the work that went into that show until now. And now I watch it and I'm like, Jesus, this is incredible. Also about just what they were doing in terms of how the characters interacted with each other and how Mm. they dealt with how to write a show that doesn't, have any conflict between characters and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, like, I think um, I, I'm enjoying Star Trek Discovery. I think it's great. Mm. I really enjoy it. But it's very much a 2018 show. It's very much a modern show where every single character has some sort of weird baggage and everyone's messed in the head and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. in some sort of way. Like, they've all got baggage and they're all dealing with something. And, and this isn't me slagging it. It's great. But, it made me realise what I loved about Next Generation and mm. the fact that Next Generation is just, it's literally, it's just a show about a group of people doing their job. Yeah. <laughs> but they're also doing it really, really well. It's about like competence. It's the competence, isn't it? Ah, like the scenes you, yeah. that I love, it's just like when they're standing in engineering around the, the table, yeah. coming at like problem solving and all that sort of stuff, I'm like, I'm watching a team meeting. You know? Yeah. Like I'm literally like, this could be, Yeah. it's I, I love how the, corporate I mean, work in space I mean, like, with some... Drama. Every episode of TNG, like I mean, they have all those little meetings where they literally have like a big sit down meeting at the start of every episode. <laughs> like, how are we going to fucking sort this? Out? Right, it's the Monday like, meeting, and it's mad. <laughs> like everyone is so professional. Not even not a single person is eating a bacon roll at the time. And they could get one. You know, there's a hole in the wall. Someone comes in late with a coffee. <laughs> Oh, I know it's like that happened on Deep Space Nine. That Deep Space Nine is where it started becoming like. <laughs> yeah, of course. I think when I was the... growing up, like until very recently, actually, I think I was always of the opinion that like, well, Deep Space Nine is the best Star Trek, and I'm like, I've kind of revised that now. I love Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. but I think I don't know. I don't think it. I think to, to to make a show as good, which is literally just about as you say, people who are just very competent uh-huh. and, and really good at solving problems that are thrown at them. Mm-hmm. Like, Deep Space Nine wasn't about that. Deep Space Nine was about folk just fucking screaming at each other. Aye, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Deep Space Nine was about Cisco shouting at people. Uh, well, you know what? I think Deep Space Nine was, like, the thing, again, the thing I love about Deep Space Nine is that they wanted to make a Star Trek that was edgy and mm. dark, right? Mm. And now, when you say that, now you know... Like, if you said that about any other TV show now, it's like, we're going to take this show and we're going to make it edgy and dark. You'd be like, oh, oh no, that's terrible. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what, that's, that, that's total yeah. pure Zack Snyderville. But Deep Space, the, what they did, the way, the way that it was ingenious, the way that it was really good in Deep Space Nine is that they essentially didn't change the characters. They didn't change how the characters saw the universe or how they, you know, how they dealt with problems. It was more that just the, they were put in a high-stress situation. Yeah. It's like... I mean, the, the the line that you always bring out is the one from the Maquis about like I can't believe we're doing this. The one about the the one from the Maquis where they're like, you know, it's easy to be civilized or whatever when you live in paradise. And I was like, that's what Deep Space Nine is. Oh, yeah, be, people trying to remain those, trying yeah. to still be good people. It's easy to be a saint in paradise. So, that that's the line, yeah. When it's like just people trying to be good people in a bad situation, and that's yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah that's what's amazing about it i love it 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 subverts everything about it's like next gen is like the uh that's like next gen is almost like the federation propaganda and deep space nine is like well this is what society is actually like underneath that like it's easy to be utopian when it's a society of a thousand people on a starship and you're all broadly going in the same direction but like deep space nine had to deal with like 
like Deep, Deep Space Nine had to deal with perverts and drug dealers and that. Should we go on to... Yeah, let's talk about... Let's talk about red flavoured Pringles. <laughs> let's talk about... So, what's your you used to say that about crisps? What flavour do you want? Red. Blue. <laughs> and then walkers came in and messed it all up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> used to be a, a universal traffic light system. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's fucked up. Aye. Walkers come in and it's like, no, no, salt and is green now. <laughs> How? It doesn't make any fucking sense. No, cheese and onions. Well, you think of spring onions, don't you? Uh, yeah, anyway. but I mean, but at least at least at least you can you can sort of you can you can imagine the the tangential link between onions and green. Yeah. yeah. And cheese and green as well. I mean, that's a slightly less pleasant link, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Where's the green come from in fucking vinegar? <laughs> it's dis- dis- it's disgusting. Anyway, Red Dead Redemption. This is why we fucking Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody European Union. Bring back blue salt and vinegar crisps. People in bloody Luxembourg telling us what colour our crisps are meant to be. Or whatever. <laughs> um, hey, Germans, they always wanted to change the colour of their crisps. <laughs> it was like that when I was a child, and it's like that now. <laughs> uh, if it t- wasn't for us, buddy, you'd be eating <laughs> salt and vinegar crisps out of a green packet. <laughs> <laughs> My name's D.I. Dan McLeish. I got bald in Partick and woke up in 1873. I'm in a coma. Did. Or, but, he's a Barkeep, you seen my no-good, lazy-ass, zombie's deputy, Tam McLeish? That crazy, gibbering fool? Boy, I never seen a man who loved hookers like him. He's in the back with Pam. Tam and Pam. <laughs> Pam? She's his favorite. He says he likes his ass to rhyme. <laughs> Said he was a sexual poet or some shit. Oh my God. Now, son, what in the blue ass blazes the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck you's laughing at. Cam, why are you spending all your money on hookers? You gotta get yourself a wife. Oh, wait a fuck, man. It's 1873. Adjusting for inflation, I'm getting to wrap it up hard for 0.5 pence a go. If I came in here with a fiver, I could deem your Shagging and Tammy Sheridan at a swingers party in Pollock Shields. You wouldn't get that if you were married, would you? Well, maybe if you had a good woman by your side, you'd start making some goddamn sense. Listen, that makes no sense. And will you get me out my scratcher for anyway, you dick? There's trouble down at Campbell Ranch. We gotta go check it out. Oh, shit. Um, so, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh-huh. And I, I wanted very specifically to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 because uh, one of the best episodes we ever did um, resulted in the genesis of Tam McLeish. And it was the Red Dead episode. Oh, God, here he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> here he is. Here he is. Um, 
uh, it was uh, so we did these they did these amazing sketches and uh, it, it was a parody of Life on Mars the TV show about the, the, the policeman who gets like in a car accident that he finds himself transported back to 1973 mm-hmm. so Tam McLeish he's a cop children. he gets bottled oh yeah, oh, yeah. the banjo version of the theme yeah. tune was great I mean I, it was me that did it <laughs> and I think to myself like <laughs> talking about your own work like oh yeah that was wonderful oh, that's brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> that's wonderful work yeah. well done <laughs> um but uh and uh i remember crystal uh did uh like an incredible southern bell character mm-hmm. and she nailed the accent and everything um i think i, I was one of the an idiot sheriff I think. yeah and it was <laughs> it was bizarre it was like it was it was some bizarre sketch about like how there was some criminal shagging cats <laughs> <laughs> and we had to like do a stakeout by dressing up as, as a, a cow. Pantomime cow. Jesus Christ! How we got away with any of that? Well, it's because we had no uh, professional um, obligations or anyone to tell us no. Th- well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> I mean, there were, I think there were people on a monthly basis. Like, can you just no do the sketches? Like, fuck off. Yeah, we were like, excuse me. Listen, mate. But we, we saw that as our USP, though, didn't we? And you, <laughs> yeah, you'll we note did. that there are no new sketches in this uh, in this one because we just can't be bothered. We did. I mean, we did think about it. There was a couple of... But then we were like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> there Nobody was a bit everyone them. told us to not do. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's spend like a good couple of weeks doing... Doing something that everyone will be upset with. Oh. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so that was like an episode back in 2010. Gen- as I say, the genesis of uh, my breakout character, Tam McLeish. <laughs> which has taken me all around the world. Uh, <laughs> oh God, it really has his own. It well. fucking has. That's the, that's the tragedy of it. Um... And uh, Red Dead Two is uh, it's good, so that's that's my that's my review. It's good. <laughs> I um, really want to. Um, I mean, I, I've I've gone full da mm. when it comes to games now. Where I'm like, I'd really like to play that. I'm gonna wait six months when it's yeah. twenty quid. Although yeah. if GTA Five's then go by, it'll be f- it'll be fifty quid for ages. Yeah, yeah, because the online. Oh God, of course. Yeah, that's why they do it. Isn't it? Uh, online has launched, uh, or at least the beta has launched recently. I've not played it, but um, I gather that it's like uh, it's very good. I don't know if GTA Five Online is anything to go by. I'll play it for about a day, and then it'll be beset by problems, and I'll just get griefed constantly, and I'll never touch it again. So um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, the the base game's really good, and it's, uh, it's people talked to, uh, initially about how it's like a really um, it's, a, it's like a really detailed, really well thought out open world, and it's one of the. It's like a real. Is this the online? No, no, no. It's just, oh, just, just in read, general. Just Sorry, read dead yeah. the base game. People talked about it initially in the initial write ups and stuff. People talked about it being like a real game changer, right? Um, in terms of how how intricate its world was and how like <sighs> like uh, cleaning your guns and yeah, how deep sure the interactivity uh, was. But it's actually as good as I think the game is. Um, all that stuff. Once you've played it for a bit, it's actually quite piss thin, to be honest. Right. And I, I kind of, I think... I did see I, someone complaining I, about the animation of skinning rabbits. Yeah. How long it takes. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, it takes ages. Some, some, that's weird. Some some of those things, which are des- obviously designed to add, like, you know, authenticity and flavour to the world, uh-huh. um, are really 
uh, really long-winded, and it takes ages, and you have to watch him do the fucking thing every time. Uh-huh. And and the whole and there's no fast travel system. There is there's rudimentary fast travel, but it's not like you know you do have to do a lot of kind of okay. um, wandering around on your horse to get places. So a lot of the kind of a lot of the all the stuff they've put in for authenticity is just kind of tedium and busy work. Uh-huh. And then there's other weird stuff where it's just like, you know, the whole thing about you have to keep your gla- your guns clean unless they, um, uh, oh, yeah, or yeah. they'll, you know, they'll lose efficiency and stuff. And mm. it's like, yeah, okay, that that's realistic. But when you do, the, the, when you clean the gun, it just wipes the outside of it with a cloth. It's like, it's not, <laughs> it's not really cleaning the gun though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is like I. Is that literally the animation? He's wiping it. With he, a cloth? he just wipes it with a cloth on the outside, and and shines it a bit, and then you see like the the gauge for like like you know a rate of fire and efficiency goes up, and it's like I mean to be he fair, doesn't put the wee plunger down it or anything, and I'm like, oh, excuse me, I, I I don't I know nothing about firearms because I'm not American, <laughs> but I've seen enough films and that to know that if you want to clean a gun you've got to put a wee plunger thing down it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least maybe you could have wrapped the cloth in a stick and <laughs> give it a wee poke but it's nothing um, I mean we were talking about the studio that you know was it did you could you not use sex workers to build up your health mm-hmm. in GTA well there we go <laughs> I mean that was a while back that was you know I think they've I think they've it's like I've been shot come for a wank in the back of the car <laughs> I'll sort you out. I'm bleeding out. <laughs> oh, you pig. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm smashing hen. And I'm feeling right better. I'm smashing hen. I was taking a bullet right in my chest, that. Oh. It's just like your dick. Close a bullet hole in the roof of the car. <laughs> She's needing it out. <laughs> oh dear. Nothing, nothing like that happens in Red Dead Two. The closest. The closest. The closest you. The closest you get to that in Red Dead Two is somebody. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> the closest you get to that in Red Dead 2 is a lassie in your bath. In your bath? I've just had seven bells knocked at me. One out here and I'll wash your balls. Easy, a bath. Is that for hell? No. All right, okay. No, but. In the game, you can. If you don't wash regularly in the game, as in real life, you can start to smell. <laughs> This is this is the thing is busy work, right? Nobody wants to care about how much their fucking GTA character 
deodorizes. You <laughs> as know. in real life. You know, as in real life. Yeah. So you you if you if you haven't washed for a while, you start. And if you go into like the um you know the detective mode fucking dead eye thing, mm-hmm. um you see you start to see like a waft of smell coming off your character, which is like your signal that you have to go and get a bath. Off Does of. anyone make comments? Yeah. Oh, that's good. People like say that. stuff to you like. I mean, that would. Yeah. I would. That would make me want to not wash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, people say stuff to you like "ooh," you know, like uh, whatever they used to say in the old west. But people yeah, say both people things. are just like, "Oh, oh, I think you need a wash, son, or whatever." I don't know. But yeah, they do comment. You can't on the do fact it yourself. That, We've got a lady here that's going to. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you you go to like a bathhouse and you pay fifty cents oh, for a, for a bath, right? And then it's a. <laughs> sits in the bath and then there's a knock if you can bath on your own and but then there's an optional there's a knock on the door and a lady's voice from the other side says do you want a hand and you can select the option to go aye <laughs> and she just comes in and you get a bit of chat <laughs> and she she washes you all right and uh but it's 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 all very like there is a slight element of titillation to it but it's not the, like the full on like oh. um the, the the horrendous like prostitution that used to be depicted in GTA 5 um okay so uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah so <laughs> um i can't believe nobody's talked i can't believe i've not seen that on twitter it's mad it's mad I've seen, so, every, but, I've seen every aspect of the game yeah. But it's mad because you, you're sitting there, you're sitting in a wee tin bath, oh, yeah. and you know the the lassie's like washing you doing and, and everything. Are they pouring a kettle of water and all. No, that? no, no. It's just literally just like just you know, oh, right, um, okay. and you can tell her which bits to wash. She'd be like left arm, <laughs> right arm, and there's also a bit like you can you can converse, mm-hmm. or there's an option at the start when she comes in. You can press for no small talk. <laughs> she can demand she doesn't speak to you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What is that there for? That's bizarre. Incels, isn't it? <laughs> Don't talk. Just wash me, please. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm a very busy, man. <laughs> so, um, so a lot of the players can recreate their relationships with their mum. <laughs> no eye contact. <laughs> um, no eye contact. Just wash. <laughs> just clean me, please. Still in the sink. Knees up to the chest. <laughs> Son, we've got a bath. Just do it. <laughs> aye, so, aye, sorry, right. So, I mean, like, Red Dead Redemption 1 was one of my favourite games. It's po- oh, one, it's... definitely one of my favourite games of the last gen. Like, how does it, I mean, it's it cracking. Compare? It is absolutely. Um, you know, um, it is everything. You, if, if you would, because I, I, I always imagined that any sequel to that game wouldn't live up to it. Uh-huh. But it, it really does. Like, oh, okay. I know I've just spent like five minutes slagging off some of the, <laughs> some of the, the it, some of its more well, eccentric you, that, parts. Those, but, those you know. parts, those are the parts that kind of put me off because I'm just, I'm a wee bit. Yeah, but, the, but all these things are really optional. Do you know what I mean? It's not like. Well, that's you, the thing. Everyone I see yeah. that's playing it is having a really good time. So it can't yeah. be. Like, you don't, like, you know, yeah, the skinning animation of a thing is really long, but, like, I, apart from, like, the, the start of the game, I haven't done any hunting at all, because yeah. I, I, mean, I don't want to. I've just well, been doing missions and things. Again, I guess, um, again, if you're really into the game, then maybe you'll let that... Yeah, yeah. You'll let the odd thing slide, or you might even get into it. It's like, when I think about Mass Effect 2, like, how mm. much I got into Mass Effect 2, 
and scanning every single planet. Oh, there's so much busy work in so Mass Effect. So, so many of them were, had nothing on them. <laughs> but I was like, right, I've got to get, got to get them all. Got hundred percent everything. There's <laughs> not even a fucking achievement at the end of it. Look <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's mental. Mm. We're going to find out there is now because somebody will fucking tweet us going, I think you'll find out. Actually, do. Um, yeah, so uh, it's it's like so yeah. It, there's there's a bit of busy work, and I think in terms of whether or not it is a massive step forward for the genre. I mean, I think it's a great evolution of the rock star formula. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you take the the genre as a whole, I don't think it's like I don't think it's particularly doing anything that the like you know. It, it's not like a Witcher three, or it's not. It's 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 a great, it's a fantastic game. It doesn't need to be massively innovative as well. It's innovative in some ways. In some, in other ways, it's really regressive. But on balance, it's fucking brilliant. And it's like it's it's a really worthy sequel. And I think in like a lot of areas, it's actually better than the first Red Dead. I th- I think like I I think Arthur Morgan is a more rounded character right. than Marston was in that game. Um and. I don't really want to. I don't really want. They're very similar, okay. but I don't really want to go to a place where like you have to sort of like one diminishes the other and like yeah. that. They're, they're similar but different and uh, in slightly different ways. Um, Rockstar did but, something quite well with it. Like I remember <clears throat> Red Dead Redemption pulling me in because yeah, I remember really liking Marston, but I also remember just thinking that really just enjoying the voice acting and the kind of yeah. Like Rockstar have that thing where they're pulling from a lot of different sources. I mm. realise that it's like there's not a lot of original stuff in there, but it's original in the sense that they're <coughs> they have this mm. style that is very much them, and yeah. uh, you got you know you got to appreciate that. But um, I think it, yeah, I mean I think it like, is just it's like some, some, it's like genuinely. It, 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 I'm not struck by acting in games that often, but I remember Red Dead Redemption thinking. I'm quite like I'm, some really good I'm work to get going really on here. attached to those characters yeah, because yeah. they were so well played. I think like you get really attached to Bonnie McFarlane. Bonnie McFarlane is a really memorable character yep. from the first game, and yep. she's barely in it. Like yep. I replayed it, but long, not long before Red Dead Two came out. That, I didn't replay the whole thing, but like she's not in it that much. Aye, but she sticks. Aye. Like she stays with you it's to, to the point of the game where you're like thinking that you might be coming to the end, and then there's this whole other section where you're back. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, you're right. It's not that long. It's only. Mm. But it's such a big part of who he is. Yeah, um, it's it's like yeah, it's a cracking game, and um, and I, uh, Red Dead Two as a as a um, as uh, uh, something that expands that world and gives it's a really nice companion piece to the first game as well because right. it really. I think it changes it subtly because um, because like you know the like two of the major villains in the first game are like are characters in this one that you'll get uh, to be really okay. attached to. So oh, it's right, like okay. it, it, you you because in the first game you're told that Marston used to be in a gang with these people and and you know um, and used to have a sort of brotherly relationship, but now obviously course, it's adversarial. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't when you actually when you see that side of it when you when you go back the 15 years or whatever 11 years or whatever it is and and actually see the uh the, the the point in his life where he's maybe thinking about leaving but right is is very much like a part of that family oh, you know it okay. really it adds weight to to the first game i think i'm really looking forward to actually finishing this one and then going straight into the first one again yeah because it um especially as well because like uh, it runs in 4k on the xbox one x so it's 
Like it looks amazing. How does I mean, that all work? I mean, is it still? Do they reskin it or anything like that, or is it still? It's weird. They do some weird. Um, uh, they mess around with the code basically. Uh-huh. So they get it to render at 4K, and they get it. They they push it so all the all the level of detail stuff is always maxed. Okay. It's it's weird. I don't know because I'm not a coder, and I think like if I tried to. Explain it. If I tried to explain or understand it, I'd probably explain it wrong. But it's really, it looks amazing. Like the first game, if you run it on the One X, it looks incredible. Um, And it looks better than you would, than a 360 game has any fucking right to look. Right, okay. So, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, yeah, basically Red Dead's amazing and uh, you should all play it. I took a peek out the window and there was the darndest thing I ever saw. What? I think I may have witnessed some kind of unholy union of man and beast. What? You mean a man be loving a cow in the way he might say love his wife? What? Making that breakfast, teeding it to the pictures or not? No, Tam. In the carnal sense. Oh, wait, fuck, man. That's bogging. I've also been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is also something I love very much. But Assassin's Creed is a lot harder to stick up for. Because everyone hates it. <laughs> but I love it. I think um, it's wonderful. I mean, it's it's obviously still massively popular. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's like because I, I, I don't know. really know much about the Assassin's Creed games, but it's I like do how remember... everyone said, everyone hates Skyrim, but everyone seems to own four copies of it. <laughs> um, I think I watched some gameplay footage of the new Assassin's Creed. Is that the one where like there's a bit in the game where she finds some underground, underwater cave, mm. and Pythagoras is kicking about with a fucking magic staff? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's Assassin's Creed Odyssey Assassin's oh. Creed Odyssey is wonderful for the uh, I loved like they really revamped the series with because it was getting a bit stale when it when they got to Unity and uh, mm. uh, Syndicate and stuff like the settings were getting amazing like London and Paris and stuff but like the game was felt oh God, it felt so tired and then they had that they 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 gave it a break for a year and then they brought out origins and apparently they they really looked at stuff like witcher 3 and uh uh, and like other big rpgs and and decided to kind of bring some of that stuff in okay so like um but yeah origins was was a real like a really wonderful um revamp of that whole series and uh odyssey Odyssey's mad. Odyssey kind of feels, a li- and I know this is probably a really, a very lazy comparison, but it really does feel like you're playing Xena Warrior Princess or something because there's loads right. of stuff in it that's just mental. There's like the Cyclopses and and like uh, like legendary animals that are actually like meant to be fallen gods and stuff like that. Okay. It's like it, it it's it's not shy of like, on one side of it is like okay, so this is on one side gritty and and like historical, and these are these things are based on real events and real people. The pe- Peloponnesian War and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff, but then on the other hand, you've got like you know just there's an island with a giant cyclops on it. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's mad. Um, and they've brought the boat stuff back that everyone loved from yeah, yeah, four, yeah. and yeah. it's fucking brilliant. I love it. But everyone's gonna loads of people are down on Assassin's Creed. And, and to be honest, I think all those people have stopped talking it. about it. <laughs> I get upset about it. It's fine. Look, man. I think people are a wee bit more relaxed these days. Everyone's just a bit like, look, just no, like, no, everyone's uptight as fuck. 
Have you seen? Have you read anything? <laughs> yeah, I think you may be right. Actually, I think I'm talking about myself. I've been given a glass of water uh, in Richie's Airbnb in a in a glass that's branded Young's London Stout. This glass has clearly been nicked from a pub. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question. This place is really weird. There's like a, um, some like old framed like last will and testament out there. Really? You know, when I walked into this apartment uh-huh. and it was like, um, it was like, it was, it's really nicely decked out and everything. And it kind of looks like, um, it looks like Poirot's apartment from like the, the ITV show. You know, it looks really like really smart and really... <laughs> I walked in and I was like, we were recording at the fucking Tory party conference. <laughs> Do you know I spent about five minutes the other day just genuinely, like, really giving some serious thought as to how to frame a tweet around the joke, Poirot's of the Caribbean. <laughs> and I had to give up on it because I had nothing. <laughs> And I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that cop out of where you just say something and then hit send and put send tweet at the end. <laughs> so I said, like, just leave it. It's not even good. Good. It's not even good. So I just oh, put it in the podcast. I'm thinking about that now. Yeah, I know. Because he did that. I'm just. I'm. I'm trying to think of like, did Poirot do anything on a boat? And then I'm thinking of Death in the Nile. Like that's not the Caribbean, is it? That could be the episode title, Poirot's of the Caribbean. What idiot called it Death on the Nile instead of Poirot's on the Caribbean? And then you get loads of tweets going, the Nile's no in the Caribbean. <laughs> Hope you're all having a smashing time tonight, folks. Next up the new, it's Oblivious Kenny. You'll get a toilet bowl this Christmas. A Christmas toilet bowl. See that toilet bowl shake down under the tree You'll never guess what you got for me You'll get a toilet bowl this Christmas A Christmas toilet bowl Hey Kenny, you've been telling about this girl Oh what? You're a bad mate, name me your chances uh, We were talking about when, uh, when we started Jim's like, what have you played anything this year? And I had to really think about it I've played, I played the update in No Man's Sky I would have thought that you would have been well into that new Pokemon that came out Nah, I'm kind of past Pokemon now. <laughs> I'm a 35-year-old man. A 35-year-old man, I'm done with Pokemon. Um, as he gets ready to fucking buy Smash Brothers. At he's, as he's eating a Pringle. Um, um, you, that's that the last Pringle, you fucking... Do you want the rest of that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, split it. Oh. <laughs> there you go. All right, I love that bit. All right. <laughs> so, uh, No Man's Sky update. So, the latest update. Um, No. <laughs> That one is like they keep updating it. They keep adding trailers for. And it's they kind of keep weird making it into a, into a, like a vastly better game than it was when it launched. Yeah, it's kind of which is great because when it launched, it was oh I shite. Oh I. So I mean, I yeah, I got it, and I remember, I remember the first time I played it. I remember the weekend. I was putting a lot of time into it, and then I was like, I think I got to a Sunday afternoon, someone was watching me playing it, and they were like, right, so what's happening here then? And I'm like, I've just found this hut on an alien planet. Alright, what's in it? Go into it. There's nothing here. There's some boxes. Oh, check out the boxes. The boxes are empty. I was like, I'm not going to play this anymore. I'm going to switch it off. This is bad. Um, mm. And then, of course, when they updated it, and um, really, like, the updates seem to consist of, apart from adding stuff, but also the game subtly takes you by the hand a little bit more than it did before. Mm. The game maybe, maybe give you a wee bit too much freedom before. 
and it's the sort of thing that you just wouldn't be arsed with, <laughs> really. I just remember when the game launched, I just remember that opening, like, it dumps you on a random planet. Aye. And some people were getting dumped on planets that had, like, acid rain and they were, like, instantly dying and oh, stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, that everyone starts on a similar terrain now, and it is still dangerous. Yeah. But it guides you through the first sort of <clears throat> few creations and things like that a bit more, so it kind of... A little drip feeds you like by the by after a certain amount of time you're building bases and you know yeah. you're getting attacked by pirates in space and all that sort of stuff. And, okay, and it's to be honest, it's like it's still it's not what I would call a massively exciting game, but mm. um, it's kind of nice mm. and and like boring nice is what I would Does call it. it. Have like any Star kind Trek of... One, it's boring nice, <laughs> boring and enjoyable. <laughs> You mean like, um, is that the the J.J. Abrams one? Um, you know the, uh, does, does it have, I think, I think the problem with it uh-huh. is that it didn't have any, it had a structure, but it didn't have any rhythm. Like it didn't have a, uh-huh. it didn't really have much of a loop. Like, and I think like if, if there's a, re- like a really solid loop, uh-huh. something like, like it's a, it's a, it's a really uh, it's not a direct comparison, but something like Destiny, right? Uh-huh. I thought Destiny was boring as fuck, but people loved that game. Um, and it was really repetitive and it was crap, essentially, but it had this really tight kind of gameplay loop uh-huh. of, you know, of the the, the, the the actual shooting part was really, really solid and then, you know, the, the collecting loot and everything. And No Man's Sky felt like it was like, it was it was going for being essentially a loot management game. But yeah. it never felt like I never felt like I got the rhythm of it, and you know I, I I think I think at its core it it still is the same game. It's just mm. the, the with tweaks basically they okay. managed to they managed to sort of keep you on board a wee bit more. But it is it it still feels like a, a muck about game for mm. me. It's not I'm not like like really getting really excited about the next part or moving. You know, yeah. or, or you know, moving on to the end of the game or anything like that. I'm just enjoying kicking about, um, which is nice. It's nice to have a game like that. You can just pop on and fanny about, and especially if you're just like I was, you know, a few nights having trouble sleeping and stuff. Put that on for like half an hour in the middle of the night with the headphones on. It's lovely. It's just really lovely because it's low pressure. Mm. <laughs> and for a man who's terrible at games like me, sometimes a nice wee low pressure just thing to fanny about and it's mm. lovely. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I got some a lot more out of No Man's Sky this time. But like the the updates again, like every time they show new updates, it's like well, the last update I saw was like we got fireworks in the game now. You can watch fireworks. It's like cool, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but then there's like the underwater base stuff and all that and mm. exploring underwater terrain and all that which they've obviously gotten from like Subnautica or something but yeah, it looks like they're just picking little bits of different games and throwing them in there yeah. but it's interesting it's interesting that they're still going I think it was really popular like I think it I was I mean it's interesting that there's still there's probably yeah. more updates to come as well after that I think like I think the game got I think with the first kind of I think it was the Atlas update um, mm. that came out about a year after the release i think that ga- it sold really well and i think that update gave the game a bit of a second win so i yeah. think hello are really i think they're still i mean i don't i don't like know for sure or whatever but like, oh, man, I, i'm like, pretty I hope, sure they're still making i hope it 
money out of it. I hope it's worked out for them because I think they got I think they got fucked <laughs> yeah. with that. Because to th- be honest yeah. with you, it's like they probably had an idea and they were a very mm. small team of people and that was like I don't know, it probably started life as a Wii. They're probably like, We've got this Wii indie game that we're gonna make, you can fire about space, do whatever you want. If that came out as like you know, just a low fanfare just Wii number that they put on the uh, you know, on the PlayStation store or something. I would be mm. like, This is quite nifty. But it was like, this is, this is the fuck, this is the game. Like, literally, I remember seeing the trailer at E3 and thinking, this is either going to be terrible or it's going to be the game that I've been waiting for my entire life. Yeah, I remember thinking And it's like the well. middle, it's somewhere in the middle now. <laughs> yeah. But, um... It's not terrible, but it's not the... Because I just always wanted to, you know, I remember playing Elite when I was a kid and I just, all I ever, all I wanted to do was get out of the fucking ship. Yeah, that was the same, I mean, I I didn't have Elite, but... in fairness to No Man's Sky, it is the only kind of space sim that really does that. You can land anywhere and you can get out the fucking ship. It's brilliant. For me, Mm -hmm. like, it was Colony Wars when I was a kid. It's like, when you see planets, I was like, I want to go to that planet. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was always fun flying about in space and shooting stuff, but it's like, I want a proper, mm. I want to explore. And then the next step was Mass Effect, like going on the Mako and all that. Yeah. yeah. I got quite, I, like, I used to love the Mako because it made me think yeah. of like shuttlecrafts and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I did wonder, actually, I did think that like, you know, because what a lot of people wanted, and this is, this is referring specifically to the, the, the first version of No Man's Sky. Um, but I think... A lot of people were describing a game that it wasn't. A lot of people yeah, were saying, like, yeah. well, I really wanted, you know, procedural generation is uh, always creates, like, sort of uni- universes that are very shallow. And, yeah. Um, so, also that you know, question started creeping in, like, the more trailers, more footage came out. Yeah. Like, you could, like, you felt it just creeping in. Everyone's starting to go, so what do you do? Yeah, totally. Like, ah. What happens? Well, you like you don't. I mean, and then um, yeah. So it felt a bit thin on substance, and people. I remember speaking to people who were coming out with things like, "Oh, you know, I just think it would be great if it was just like if it was a bit more curated." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and if it was a bit more, I don't know, if it had a bit more of a hook to it, narrative-wise, if it was a bit more. And like, basically, I had a conversation with somebody who I won't name. And they, they, they were like, I think it, I think No Man's Sky would be better if it was, you know, it was con- maybe confined to a few kind of really well-designed locations. And, but, and I was like, you're describing Mass Effect. That's yeah. a different <laughs> game. And it already exists. Yeah. And it's not what this is trying to be. Yeah, exactly. You know? But also, so, yeah, no, I think, I, you, like, I, you can imagine yeah. any time people started talking about it, you, I, I, you could just see that office full of, People going, uh, <laughs> don't, no, don't say that. Oh no, <laughs> you know that they would, they would probably would have been absolutely shiting themselves, and that was probably just a hellish time for everyone. Yeah, I've not been. I mean, I've not been following. Any, I've not read any interviews or followed any news stories. This is pure speculation. But you know, having worked in teams of people before and having to manage expectations of products and things like that. It's, yeah. Oh, it must have been a nightmare. We were talking about your topic, fucking. We were talking about competency earlier. All I'm imagining now is like the crew of the Enterprise just <laughs> standing around, going, "Mr. Data, how do you think we can make this game good?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, maybe, well, they just be like, "Computer, make the game good." <laughs> it's amazing how they used to be able to do that. Yeah. Like, just here's a book. <laughs> Computer, can you uh, make a Sherlock Holmes style mystery? <laughs> 
<laughs> give, give me a um, give me a golf comedy starring Rick Moranis. Yeah. <laughs> I read um, a, a really shit take about, well, Next Gen recently, about people were talking about how, like, oh, yeah, because the technology depicted on that show just looks really basic now. And I'm like, are you fucking joking? Where have you seen a holodeck? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They're in space. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Being just comfortable, yeah, and they beam food into onto. They just bring it out of nowhere. They just go up to a hole in the wall and go, "Geez, uh, bacon sandwich." <laughs> I was watching Next Gen. I've watched a lot of Next Gen with my mum, and I think it was was it her that brought it up. Some, I think it was her that brought it up mm. about the depth, or maybe it was someone else. But anyway, we're talking about the depth of the the replicators. Mm. It's like, what would you what, what would you what would happen if you had to replicate something that was bigger could you pull it out I was like what do you mean it's like if you had a big leg of serrano ham (laughs) (laughs) a big pizza you'd go down you'd go downstairs to the fucking industrial replicator you wouldn't use the one in your room for a big pizza (laughs) imagine the trouble you get in what you did what you mean that industrial replicator (laughs) I can't even get the big pizza is it the the industrial replicator. Mate, we use that for fucking ship parts. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> we, can't, we can't fix the ship because you've been making 16-inch pizzas. I remember that episode where they just used it to get wedding gifts for people, you know, the big... Oh, is that... There was the big... Are those industrial rep... Well, they were I don't like think, maybe, standing yeah. looking at wedding gifts. They maybe weren't the industrial... But they were the bigger replicators right. that you could get a pizza out of. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm really enjoying the, the, the thought of like Riker pulling a gigantic fucking rack of ribs out of the, <laughs> out of the replicator like it's been 3D printed. <laughs> He's in his wee dressing gown. Oh fuck's sake. Oh, there's no stopping. <laughs> it's like there's this impossibly long yeah. rack of it's ribs. Like, that's enough computer. <laughs> it just keeps oh. going. He's at the other end of the quarters. <laughs> And data comes in. <laughs> I don't understand what you're doing, sir. <laughs> Inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> also, like I love the idea of the arguments that a couple might have about a big pizza. <laughs> it's like Troy and Riker in the quarters, like so Brian, Dr- and, Riker's, O'Brien and Keiko. Keiko I, Keiko's like, look, just replicate two small pizzas. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I don't it's think I don't think Diana would argue with Riker. I don't think I think Diana would be like, you know, as long as you're expressing yourself, that's fine. But I think Keiko would be like, Miles, we don't need big pizza. Fuck! <laughs> 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 what? What is this? Fucking. Fucking Trek tangents wank. Oh, that we, that's this. This is game wank. That absolutely <laughs> is game wank. Actually, I'm, as soon as I said that, I was like, "What am I saying? This is, Aye. this is what happens." I pulling a giant pizza out of a replicator. <laughs> um, here's um, the thing about Diana Troy, right? I was watching an episode the other day where they find that planet that's been absolutely annihilated, except for one wee hoose and a wee square bit of grass, right? One wee hoose. One wee hoose. <laughs> and Diana's. In space, 
in yeah. space, all looking at the screen, and she's going, "I sent." She senses something from the wee house. How does that work? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> Like imagine that. I'm no, that you see that shit um, like that happens when like they, like when they're in like a, a subspace communication. I'm pretty sure when the person is like light years and light years away, and they're just essentially communicating over fucking WhatsApp. Yeah, and, and she's like, and they're like, "What? What are your thoughts, counselor?" And she's like, "Oh, I wasn't sensing it. I, th- I don't think I think the guy's all right, you know." And you're like, "How? How do you know? She's just making up." He's lying. You're fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't believe you. <laughs> you're fucking li- you're a fucking liar how <laughs> bad are you <laughs> she's a topic project natal's a pervert simulator she's a topic see them folk who make the violent games i think they're terrorists she's a topic i don't know me i only play fifa she's a topic i'm sure we'll be shagging robots by 2050 she's a topic i personally think theft should be legalized she's a topic this is an independent chocolate deals mate with any d topics she's a topic she's a topic returning to a topic and, and specifically like we've just forced an issue in here so that i could use that jingle again it's got my favorite joke in it yeah i mean <laughs> what is what is your favorite we did any day topics here mate or independent the, chocolatiers with any day topic <laughs> <laughs> this this was this was this came from your mate bitch i was my pal um <laughs> my pal told me the story he, he went into thornton's and tried to buy um a mars bar i think it was <laughs> I'm like, we didn't do Mars bars, mate. This <laughs> is an independent chocolate. It's an independent chocolate. <laughs> you added that, but this is an independent chocolate. It's just the thought of being that being told that in the same in the same manner as you might be told, excuse me a minute, this is a pub. <laughs> <laughs> You can't you can't bring tins in here, mate. It's a pub. <laughs> or go to Nando's and be like, you can't bring your own nachos, mate. <laughs> Setting up with the Doritos. With Burst, busting your chippy open. <laughs> I'm just wanting some chips. Just need a seat. <laughs> Can you imagine? Does it cost them to sit down? Doesn't it? Well, that'd be. Uh, it's a table for two. Aye, it's just the table. The one we've, we've, we've got sandwiches. If you could bring us some water, though, that would be. I had a dream when I was young. A dream of sweet illusion. With a glimpse of help and unity. And visions of one sweet union. The cold wind blows and the dark rain falls And in my heart it shows Look what they've done to my dream Oh, you call that a speech? They fucked the hell and turned it over so what's the topic? Uh, the topic is uh, I've even forgotten the. Um, so uh, people might remember uh, way back in this show's history, um, us doing a lot of stuff about on life. Oh, we were very excited about. We on were very life. excited about on life, particularly because at one point uh, they gave me a press account. Um, <laughs> so you know, so I was well up for it. My main use, you know, my I, I used to just play the demos and watch the uh, watch clips yeah. of. 
glitches. Yeah, I mean, I think that... So, On Live was uh-huh. a great idea, and this is really controversial to say this because everybody hates the idea, but I think it was a great and forward-thinking idea that just arrived like 10 the years too time. early. Um, I but we said that. Yeah, we, we really did. But, like, but it works now in the former PlayStation Now. Uh, uh-huh. That doesn't get talked about very often, but like uh, my colleague Dave Mills uses it all the time. Um, and uh, on live was great. Like on live had that whole, you know, the whole clip sharing thing. They yeah. s- that like th- when the PlayStation Four or an Xbox One came in and they of had course. that clip sharing shit. It was that like was... that's straight out of on live. Yeah. You know, um, on live uh, brilliantly using the nature of the technology to, to, to essentially have that feature for free, you know? Mm. Um, and you know, and it actually took a lot of work to do that on consoles, uh, because you know, you have to have the console constantly like recording that adaptive video streaming technology as well. Yeah. 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 That kind of became, that looks a bit like how Netflix deals with it. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of stuff came out of not necessarily on live itself, but I think a lot of the people, uh, but no, you're you know. right. There's a lot of things that you saw in on live that you saw for the first time. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily that it was taken from it. It's just yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna advocate for on live as a service because it was, <laughs> it was. It was. I, I used it to play like full games mm-hmm. I, I, for, I, on a couple of occasions, but like um, it was laggy and it was. Um, uh, I think it was massive. I think the pricing model was terrible, and I think that's ultimately mm. what fucked them. Right. Okay. Um, but you know, you, you you have no idea how like the economics of that probably just didn't work in terms of I the know. licenses they would have had to pay. Well, I guess there's the whole public attitude to digital again. I mean, obviously it was moving that way, but yeah. I mean, I think it still is because obviously the digital again the digital pricing is. Mm. Ridiculous. But I think, like, mm. um, I mean, back then, most people, I would say, were really of the mind that, like, well, I, I'm, I'm, I quite like having the game boxes, and I quite like buying physical, and I, I can't this downloading gigantic games on like this. It was a massive hassle, and I think now it's very different. I think, like, mm. you can even see, like, now you can definitely see digital making a massive dent in, um. In because up until very recently they didn't count digital sales in charts, right? So it would be that. like, oh, uh, <clears throat> just to pluck a, an example out of the air, and I don't even know if it's. I pre- I'm pretty sure one of the Assassin's Creed games or something mm. looked like it hadn't sold that much, and then actually it turned out it had sold it had outsold the previous one. It's just the charts weren't counting digital, so stuff like that. Like okay. it's really like it's massively turned a corner on adoption of that so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, basically i guess the point is we're in a different world but like um if you on live and things like it are uh, spiritually coming back google are um they've got a, a beta running at the moment called project stream uh where i think a, a few people are able to play assassin's creed odyssey over it okay. and by all accounts, there's a Digital Foundry article where it seems to uh, it seems to run quite well. Um, but like, uh, rather than talk about that see, that particular platform, because like I think um, I, I, I'd rather not get into like, well, it doesn't run at sixty frames a second. Like, <laughs> it's more the sort of like uh, I, I, the, the the cultural implications of that are, yeah. are enormous, and I think uh, because all it takes is for one service to get it right. I know. You know? Well, I mean, like I, Netflix. 
completely oh yeah no changed everything but also like when you look at the what the switch has done yeah um in terms of uh you know obviously they brought out the switch and it's like you can play it on your telly you just pull it out and you're like the switch is honest to god one of the most incredible gaming developments in the last i'm not going to put a pull a number out there but it's be you know it's amazing. They've yeah. done something really amazing with that. I mean, it and feels it, like it, a real step. I just, yeah. I just remember in the first, <clears throat> excuse me, I just remember in the first few months of like playing Zelda and stuff, and mm-hmm. how like um, I could hit the power button and be mm. playing it immediately, and I could play it for five. Like I could play it for, I could be playing it for five minutes while I'm waiting for someone else, or mm. you know, it's all that sort of stuff. But also, it's the on the go aspect as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like. But with the Switch, it was like, I'm playing the game on my telly, now I'm playing... Like, there's there's not even a need for cross-save. It's the same machine. Yeah. I'm just... And, of course, the implication with streaming gameplay is it's a similar thing because, like, you be, you just jump from one device to the other to the other to the other and it's like, you know, yeah. it's like you're literally... I'm, sit, I'm bored for five minutes. I'm going to pull up my phone and play... Continue my game of Assassin's Creed or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> which would be <clears throat> sounds mental but it would you know it would, yeah. well I guess it would have sounded mental 10 years ago and now it just sounds like yeah that's probably that's gonna probably happen that's probably what's gonna happen um, but like uh, the, the, there's another um, oh I can't remember what the name of it I think it's is it Shadow I keep, I keep getting adverts for it on Shadow Facebook Shadow the Hedgehog <laughs> sorry there's um, uh, a people uh, a firm that does essentially um, it gives you just a just a, uh, a virtual PC a virtual desktop right so they're not doing like they're not trying to be like a streaming competitor to steam or whatever they're literally just like um this is the equivalent of a high-end pc and mm-hmm. then you just install you can install steam install your apps on it or whatever so all you've got at your end is like a dumb terminal pc that's yeah. just running the video stream and your actual stuff is running on there um you know does that work with Stuff other than games. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's literally just like you know. So they use games to advertise it a lot because obviously, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's essentially like you know, um, you, you you can run fucking Premiere on it in, in theory, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um. So yeah, um, you know, and it was, uh, and they're selling it as this idea, like a lot on live did actually, is this idea of like maybe it's better to pay a subscription instead of fucking upgrading every two years. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah. like, and th- that idea is attractive. And a lot of people will argue about the economics of that. And a lot of people pull out figures and stuff. They sit there with, a, you know, it's like, fuck off. But like in principle, I think the, thing the, was, idea, the on-live idea was never bad. It was just badly done and, yeah. and too early. Well, in terms of the economics and how it affects the the industry or the market or whatever, mm. um, those elements can't really be, you can't really make decisions based on that because mm. ultimately what's, the only thing that's going to decide anything is how people are using the technology yeah. and how attractive it is to people. So it's like, uh, I mean, obviously there has to be some sort of care going on in terms of how they manage it and how they make money off of it and mm. how they maintain it and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately, if someone starts using a particular product in a particular way mm. that's good for them, then yeah. the industry just has to deal with that happening yeah. and get on with it. Plus, I mean, the industry is constantly like, changing. Like, yeah. it, 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 like it, 
you know, the the way if you can compare now to just to compare now to two thousand and eight again, I mean, the the, the the society at large is vastly different uh, in terms of what people will put up with, what people expect. Yeah, people uh, don't buy DVDs anymore. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like people. Well, that's I mean, that's know, obviously a prime example. It's like it's it's, it's DVDs like DVDs stopped because people stopped yeah. needing them. And it's one of the biggest, was, most relevant examples. And now, yeah. I mean, people who buy like. Um, 4K Blu-rays and stuff like that. Like, I, generally, I think it, it's. I mean, if if me and people I know or anything to go by, you might get like those, like a couple of films that you really love on on like that format. Yeah. Well, the, um, but I mean, you, you, we. This is yeah. something that we talk about. Uh, I do another podcast about films called Video Namaste, and yeah. The two guys I do that with, Danny and Finley, who I'm sure everybody's listening knows anyway. But those are a couple of dirty wee bastards. <laughs> well, they they um they have a deep love of like film and cult film and all that sort of They're stuff. They're well and obsessed what, with VHS as well, aren't they? That's happening. Yep. Um, but I think what happens is is that you find these new like so obviously physical media is mm. kind of dying a death, but mm. at the same time it's like you've got companies finding interesting and new ways to utilize it mm. and turn it either into a collector's market or you know treat it in a certain way so you've got like you know you got companies um restoring like obscure cult films and giving them like really lovely packages and little special feature packages and all that sort of stuff and, and catering for a specific audience and that's just people finding inventive new ways mm. you know uh i don't know what the point i'm trying to make is but the point i'm trying to make is is like <laughs> Whatever happens, people will use it whatever way they want to use it, mm-hmm. and uh, and the market just kind of has to deal with that. Yeah, because ultimately it can't. Obviously, there's a certain amount of control, but ultimately it, it can't it, really. It, be there's controlled. always um, uh, the the balance between do people want a convenient experience or do they want a quality experience? Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. That's that's always been like in the music industry. That's yeah. always been the yeah. you know. So now you have like most people use use Spotify, uh-huh. and then like a real hardcore group of people are buying everything on vinyl because yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. that that format came back massively. Yeah. Um, Again, that's the weird sort of collector's yeah. market as yeah. well. So. And I think like there, there is a, a maybe it's it's not quite the same because it doesn't have the the kind of the vintage kind of angle to it. But I think um, I think the, I can't even remember what they're called. But you know the the four K Blu Ray thing. Really? I think that that's like um, that's like the the fucking the video file experience. Yeah. And then you know, and then everyone else is happy with fucking Netflix yeah, no, and whatever. Um, but like the th- the thing with games. Games is an interesting one because games They're, are constantly moving forward. They've always been disposable, right? Yeah, effectively. Yeah, like I don't, I, I don't, I don't know about you, but like, actually, we had a conversation about this the other day. Like, if you've got any three hundred and sixty games in your house, so you're not doing anything with them. Yeah. Most oh. people will will get tweets about that. <laughs> <laughs> but like three hundred and sixty games, I sold hundreds of three hundred and sixty games because they're just otherwise they'd just be sitting there. Because you know, three hundred and sixty. Well, the other problem with a lot of three hundred and sixty games as well that I have is you can't really dip into them. <clears throat> You're like, yeah. oh, that game's ten hours long. That game's fifty yeah. hours long. It's not like not how pop it on and just be yeah. like relive the. It's not like people who you know can just stick not Sonic and Knuckles on and complete it in twenty five minutes while he's waiting for a fucking pizza to arrive, you know. Yeah, well, like or like you know, like old arcade games and all that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I> mean, <it's... laughs> but yeah, you know, what I mean, it, I, I guess games are such a unique mm. medium themselves. 
Yeah. The, you're right, they are sort of disposable. I mean, the, the, that's the, that the, thing we were just talking about, how like yeah. I'll wait six months for a game because it'll be fucking cheap as anything. Yeah, I think it's... Um, but but like with all these things is that like you you um, it's not enough to just have like here's this amazing new convenient technology um, you have to uh, there has to be like a, a real kind of sea change in in people's attitudes and I yeah. think someone like Google just to bring us right back round to the point I think someone like Google trying to do on life uh-huh. might actually be the the fucking boot that because it, it, you know if all all of a sudden that concept of, yeah. of of like running things remotely but playing them over a stream or, or running them over a stream all of a sudden that becomes mainstream it becomes democratized it be, you know it, yeah it, it, like it becomes like uh, normalized effectively so maybe i guess what i'm saying is like maybe when we do the game went 20th anniversary consoles won't exist yeah, i'll be dead by then <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> And people are always talking about like all oh, the death of the console, as in not a platform, but like mm. as in the death of the box that sits under your television. And maybe, maybe in ten years' time, there's not going to be the box. Maybe there's not even going to be the television. Maybe, maybe you're just going to have a fucking a USB stick that just it's plugs been, into your fucking forehead. It's gone about to tomorrow's world, yeah, which exactly. is also returning, by the way. Is it? Yeah, oh, I think I'm doing hell. a one-off episode. Oh, see, fucking Brexit, Britain, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they cancelled well, Tomorrow's World because tomorrow happened. <laughs> That's it. And also, every piece of tech that ever appeared in Tomorrow's World never came to pass. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I remember seeing an incredible program about the information superhighway. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and people yeah. were saying like mad mental shit. Like, you know, you can like you you can place an order for groceries <laughs> on the screen using the mouse and keyboard. And three weeks later... Maybe <laughs> <laughs> everything used to take 28 days for delivery. Oh, God, yeah. Allow 28 days for delivery. Now if I don't get my fucking yeah. six-pound Doctor Who blurry yeah. in the door within 24 hours, I'm like, what the... F- what's this? Mate, see, see in London, like, the whole... The, the Amazon Prime Now culture is, like... There was there was there was there was a time when I it was Far Cry Five actually and uh-huh. I was like I quite fancy Far Cry Five but I can't be arsed waiting for for it to download so I just fucking bought it on Prime now and a man brought it to me on a fucking moped <laughs> 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 and that's why our culture deserves to die I yeah. think you know it's like it's like what do you want though do you want your fucking great grandchildren to have clean air or do you want video games now <laughs> that's the choice. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, except this cunt and his mouse. Oh, for fuck's sake. Starcraft 2, by the way. <laughs> I want a pizza in 20 minutes, and I want every episode of Star Trek The Next Generation at my command at all times, and... And and the the society that allows that to happen is massively destructive, you, and that's fine. But do you know what's do you know what's fucked about all that? Like, see if you imagine, imagine right now a big a big time door opened there, right? We walked through, and it was me and you in college, right? And we walked in fucking <laughs> the studio in Stevenson College. And we're like, here, you two, look at this. You pull your phone out, and you're like that. There's every episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. 
Apart from I'm, I'm assuming we're keeping the time portal open so uh, we can get the 4G, get the 4G signal. 4G signal you have to think about the logistics of this. There's every, I've downloaded it in offline. <laughs> There's every single episode of Star Trek Next Generation in you, my hand, you, on a screen in my hand. Yeah. I, I would, I'd probably throw up. Like, 20-year-old me would throw up just like, I can't. Like, I'm so excited. Probably like, how long have you got to wait for this? About twelve years. Yeah, and and then like, yeah. Apart from obviously, a twenty-year-old me would also be like, I've wasted so much time buying all these on video. <laughs> <laughs> I've but, wasted thousands of pounds. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, they remastered it in 1080p as well. What's 1080p? You'll find it. <laughs> no. Google it. Japan's like, already got it. See all that money that you spent on videotapes you should have saved for a house because you still <laughs> you still don't have one. Surely we can afford a house. Nope. No, um, no, the economy's fucked. <laughs> but no, anyway, here's every single episode. By the way, visit to- Germany while you can. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just, we, we would have lost our minds but now it's just like, there's so much you're just like, man. Oh, can't be fucked. Now, now you got people who are like, Netflix is shite. I always want... There's nothing on. There's nothing on... Ne- yeah. <laughs> there's nothing on... Yeah. It's mental, That's isn't it? That's my favourite one. There's nothing There's nothing on Netflix. Fucking shut up. <laughs> there's, there's not... Mind when you had five channels. Four. Mind when you had four channels. <laughs> and the fifth one was behind a fucking wall of snow. <laughs> Mate, I and mean... You had to, you I, had to tape. There are people of our generation who remember before Channel 4 started, I'm pretty sure. Oh, God, this but, is... We're going all old man rants <laughs> right here. But, like, we've been given all this stuff, th- and all it's, ma- all it's done to us is... Uh, all it's done... I think... ...is caused a depreciation of value of everything. Now you're yeah. just, like... I have noticed, though, there's a lot of, like, people get obsessed with things, and you, you find out that something you've never heard of uh-huh. has, like, a massive cult following. Um, uh-huh. and, and, uh, and and now a cult following is... So, so like, I think because the population of the planet is just bigger, there's just literally more people yeah. now than there was uh-huh. alive, you know, but there are more living people now than there was 20 years ago. Um, there's just more... There's more money to make, and I guess it's actually cheaper to make stuff as well. So I think the, the the economics have kind of worked out that like you can have 500 television shows on Amazon Prime that nobody's ever heard of, but star people like Ron Perlman. <laughs> so there's obviously money to pay his fucking salary. So like, you know, like and 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 somebody's watching well, of this. Of course. Stuff, well, this again. You know? This is like we were talking about. Uh so the video namaste, it might be out, I don't know, it depends how long I take to edit this, where we're talking about the X-Files. Yeah. And, like, how... There were so many things happening on TV in the 90s in, like, you know, Who Shot Mr. Burns, mm. or, like, you know, Best of Both Worlds, or, you know, anything, any every single X-Files season finale. Mm. It was, like, even if you weren't watching those shows, you knew everything was going on yeah. in any television programme because it was just, like so massive when something big happened and now it's just like you're right there's about 500 TV shows and they're all high end dramas yeah and nobody gives a shit yeah it's mental. It's absolutely. It's mad because I, I think like I, I wonder if. Um, but of course, there's the whole there's the whole box set culture as well. It's there's like, box set. So culture. people do yeah, talk yeah. about TV shows like you know when I, yeah. you know it's like oh have you seen Stranger Things yet? I 
what ep- like what was your favourite episode? I don't know because it's all one big blob in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've forgotten most of it. <laughs> yeah, I. Th- it's it is it is mad how like all the CWDC shows, for example, Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and all, those, and think there's even more coming now. And it's like it's like how is this sustainable? It's sustainable because there are lots and lots of people who are well into that, and you just never ever interact with them because they have their own Twitter uh, and they have like you know and uh, you know. Uh, this is this is this is why we never noticed the far right kicking off, you know. <laughs> every subculture From just has a far right. Yeah, every subculture just has their own entire universe that they exist in now. It's yeah. mad. Um, I think the uh, uh, I think the, the last sort of major water cooler moment I remember um, was. Uh, probably like the first couple of seasons of Game of Thrones, and even oh, yeah, and yeah. now Game of Thrones has settled into something that I think you know how there's always a massive drop off with a big drama like that. And I think right, now actually, the only Game people Thrones, left, are, as someone who doesn't watch Game of Thrones but seems to know everything that's happening in Game of Thrones because I'm on Twitter. Yeah, that's I guess that's another big one. And then like of course there was Twin Peaks last year, so I guess it does happen, but it's yeah. it's rare. Yeah, uh, and it's like. I saw, uh, you always see the um, who's that? Who's that DC character? It's just a fucking. It's just it's Gorilla Grodd, right? That's the name of the character. This is just a giant gorilla, right? Okay, right. So and and the, there's this clip that that does the rounds every now and then of from Legends of Tomorrow, the CW show. And uh-huh. I have I've stopped watching those shows. Like I, I thought the first couple of seasons of Arrow were okay, and then. And then it expanded into a universe of 12 fucking TV shows. I'm like, I can't keep up with this nonsense. Um, but there, there was uh, there, there, there's this clip that always goes around of Gorilla Grodd going back in time and uh, and threatening to assassinate and basically trying to assassinate Barack Obama when he's a college student. So this gigantic gorilla bursts into Barack Obama's college, college dorm room and says, "Barack Obama, it would also it would almost be an honor to kill you." And that guy does the rounds on Twitter. I see it come, you know, and it's usually people saying just like, "Man, man, I need to watch this shit <laughs> because it's mental." Aye. Um, I that can you imagine like the X Files doing that <laughs> in the nineties? Can you imagine like? I don't know, a gigantic gorilla goes back in time to kill fucking Bill Clinton when he was a college student. That would be the equivalent, right? That would be one of the most talked about moments in television of all time. That sounds pretty late, X-Files, <laughs> to be honest. But, um, aye. No, it's weird. It's weird. Things, oh God. Just too, is it, we're just, we're just, just two, two middle-aged men, really, unstuck in time. We kind of like, joked about this happening, but it's happened, and we haven't, we didn't even... Yeah, us we'd, complaining about the like fact. right, right up until like we we started recording, we were like, let's not do that fucking memory lane shit. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's no very dignified, is it? <laughs> Feedback. Uh, feedback is back. <laughs> <laughs> feedback. Feedback. Everyone's favorite. Remember, we based that on um, the fucking Gwen Stefani single. The tick tock, tick tock. Is that what it was? Yeah, food buck, food buck. That's what it's meant to be. Yeah, it's meant to be a part, a direct parody of that. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. Um, 
I mean, why would you? It's only your fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, we need to find some questions that aren't any shite. Um, I'm just going to... Shall I leave this up to you, or do you want me to have a look? Or, Sorry. Or do you just do a wee fart there? That's a Game Wank staple, that. That's a, that's a classic Game Wank. That's <laughs> well, it's back, Richie's passing wind. <laughs> All of, our, all of our audience are in Aberdeen, apparently. <laughs> Boston one. That, like, that sounded like fucking Scotty. Bro. I don't know, sir. And those are the facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I tell you, I wasn't on board oh. with a, I wasn't on board with a fucking game wank until Richie farted. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was shite until I farted after eating an onion pie. <laughs> um, fuck, right, okay. Here, here we go. Right into the patter void. You'll be wanting... <laughs> You'll be wanting to open a window. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, It'll be howling. <laughs> that Richie, I tell you, his ass sounds howling. I don't know. I'm just moving around Scotland with that one. Um, fuck. There's just loads of references to stuff that happens in my Twitter. Will Richie be playing? Minute five oh seven to ask. Will Richie be playing Untitled Goose Game, or is it too close to his real life ordeals? I get chased by these geese a lot. I know, so, I've seen that. Um, there's two geese that live across the road from me, and every time I go over, they just come right at me. But they've now learned that if they stand by the gate... <laughs> long story, actually. They, they now stand... So I got there's this field, sorry, across the road from me. I go into the field, and I close the gate behind me, and the geese, they don't even come from me anymore. They just stand by the gate and wait for me to leave. And they come at me. <laughs> And the first time I've I got happened, an ongoing feud with a couple of with a fucking. Couple of geese. And uh, the first time I happened, I was like, "Mom, there's mom's in the field." She was like, "Mom, I was like, mom, there's two geese. The geese are waiting for me." And she <laughs> and she walked. She ran up to them, waving a plastic bag, like whipping this plastic bag at them, and they they ran away. And uh, I filmed it and put it on Twitter. I was like, "Here's my mum saving me from fucking angry geese." The following day, I was streaming Wolfenstein and I was really bad at it. But I was in a room full of Nazis and I was like, "Oh God, I can't do this." Sorry, so, in real life? No. <laughs> I was in a room full of Nazis in Wolfenstein. You, you can't tell these days. And one of the comments came up. It said, "Somebody sending Richie's mom away a plastic bag <laughs> <laughs> to chase the Nazis away." <laughs> Sent her into Parliament. <laughs> a plastic bag. She must still do that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no words, mate. David, there's no words. There's no words for it. Uh, guy asks, how yous? We're good, Guy. We're all right. I think, Thanks, man. Yeah, I think we're... Uh, 
I think we've both lived longer than we expected to. <laughs> <laughs> Safe Game Man becomes a once a decade affair. Mm-hmm. On the eighth year, on the eighth month of the eighth year, I know it's not the eighth month currently. I think it was, was it October or November that it was meant that Game Wank started? I think it was October. Yeah. Because I think we, rec- I remember we recorded the first episode and then put it, like, we, we, it was a two-parter. Mm-hmm. And, uh... A fucking two-parter. Two, I know. A two it, was just, it was just too, it was long, basically. A two-part f- premiere. Saturday, we recorded it on the Saturday and you put the first one up on the Monday. How's that for a turnaround time? <sighs> Fuck me, that's... I couldn't have had anything going on in my life back then. You had a child? <laughs> a newborn child? Yeah, but just the one. That's <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Also, a newborn. They don't really do anything when they're wee. Regular Game Wank uh, questioner. Mm-hmm. Sonic Mole. Oh, Sonic Mole. Okay. Simon. Who's Andrew Ridgely? He's the other guy in Wham. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Simon. Considering how things have panned out, is Richie comfortable with being the Andrew Ridgely of Scottish Amateur Video Games Podcasting? <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're alive and you're doing like... <laughs> that means that you're on Good Morning Britain talking about your latest fucking cycling initiative that's designed to like, you know, make young people healthier. And... And I am dead and most well known for ramming my car into a fucking snappy snap. <laughs> I'm not sure which of us comes off better. Oh, he was universally loved, though. He was. Uh, um, what, Sonic Moore? No. George Michael we're talking about, right? I love George Michael. I'm very sad he's away. Aye. I lost a lot of folk in that 10 year, don't we? (laughs) I'll be Shatner next. Don't you fucking dare. Shatner's got another 10 years at least. Fuck off. He's not. You think he's he's going to make it to 97? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like the funny thing about Stan Lee is like Stan Lee has been old. I feel like he's been old for the entire time that I've been aware of him. He's always been old, yeah. So you just like, you just assume people like that are going to keep going. Yeah. Like Attenborough, you're like, he'll, he'll, he'll just keep going. Yeah. 95 he went. I know. 95. Okay. Space Michael, Space F91. Now the Game Link archivist, by the way. Um, really? Yeah. Has he got all the episodes? How do we make him delete them? <laughs> In the first episode of Game Wank, you reviewed Fable 2 and Fallout 3. Now in 2018, Lionhead are fucking dead and Bethesda just launched the train wreck that's Fallout 76. Coincidence? Also, do you think that farming out 73 sequels in little over a decade has caused a lapse in quality? That's a good joke. That's a good joke there, Michael. Um, so, I, yeah, I did think about this. Uh, you know, Lionhead's gone. Uh-huh. And I believe actually on the first episode it was Fable Two, Fallout Three, Fallout 3 and right. Far Cry Two. That's right. Um, so Far Cry is still going strong as a brand, as a yeah. series. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I believe uh, isn't it all but confirmed that Fable Four is now being worked on by the people who do Forza 
Forza Horizon? Oh, I did. Playground? I didn't, I, well, I didn't. I just had, just had rumblings of... So game. that's happening, because I think, like, basically, I think the next Xbox is going to have a raft of first-party stuff that, like, you know, on a par with a 360, and it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So I played- think things are kind of looking up, and I think Fallout 76's issues, I have, have played, played it? it. Yeah, I've play, been playing a bit of it. Um, uh, <laughs> I did. There was a part of me that thought, because you know when they put out that statement, which may have been a mistake mm. on their part, yeah. perhaps. Because that, that was like, I remember reading mm. that, and they were like, how they were basically saying, it's going to be a wee bit buggy. And it's like, mm. mate, you're Bethesda. How, yeah, what are we how, what are we talking here? It's it's it's. <laughs> I really admire the effort, and I think it's it's a game that basically plays to none of Bethesda's strengths, and it actually like leans on things that they're they're not really known to be good at. Okay, you know, okay. Um, which is which which is a massive shame because I think the the game had the game does have a lot going for it. But basically, what I think is diplomatically speaking, it's going to be amazing in fifty patches time. Right. So, um, <laughs> okay. Well, it's, but I have been. You know what? I like. I cannot disagree with any of the. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say like. Here, I've got nothing. I've, I've not. Yeah. Played any of it. So well, no, because I don't want I don't want people to think like I'm shilling for Bethesda or anything like that. Like I'm not going to uh, disagree with yeah. uh, any of the issues that people have with the game because those issues are very real and it's you know um, undeniably shilling for Bethesda was fucking GameWorks alternative <coughs> title. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> undeniably a troubled uh, game and it has like major issues and um, it's it's I think it's a bit of a misstep for the studio. Uh, in in a lot of ways, but having said that, I I do think that um, it's got something, you know, because I've yeah. been playing it with with you know I've been playing it, um, and ransacking houses, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, been playing it with like you've been playing it with someone close to me, and we've been having a whale of a time, and. Um, and I know, like that's like uh, every game is better when you play it with you know, like someone you like. Um, but it, it's it's not terrible. It's just like it, I think it's if you. I think what you have to do, and I think the for I think the formula is every online game starts and is buggy as hell and is terrible, and you've got uh. to add on to that the general kind of shonkiness that Bethesda is known for anyway and like you multiply one by the other and it's like oh fuck this has got a lot of work right there's a lot of work to be done to this um but I think that's what's happened <laughs> you might might as well cut all of that <laughs> I mean I can't because it's the only gaming question we have um my brother Oliver asks has Jeff Keighley ever seen Tam's response unit I've read this out because I wasn't going to touch any of the video gamer stuff but you know, anyone, if anyone doesn't know, Tam McLeish that we did on Game Mike went on to Video Gamer and done a bunch of videos. Yeah. Uh, one of which uh, featured a comedy version of Michael Pachter and Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Now, I know that Pachter saw it. Yeah. And was quite amused by it. Pachter became like sort of a buddy. I don't know. Like a weird sort of uncle who would invite me to things. But what about Keeley? Um, I know, right. <laughs> I don't know how much trouble I'm going to get into. No, I, I won't get into it, but it's fine. It's not like Keeley's going to fucking listen to this. Um, 
I know that Keeley was aware of it. Right. And I know he wasn't very taken with it. <laughs> was it maybe because he had a sketch where he um, liked to go to service stations and photo toilets? <laughs> There was there was that sketch where he yeah he liked he liked going to server service stations and take photographs of the shites he done in the in the service station toilets as a memento. Was that did I ever tell you the story about how my pal in primary school used to do what he called a jobby check? No. Every time we went to the schools in the to- in the toilets in the school, he's like jobby check. <laughs> to see if anyone left a jobby in any of the toilets. <laughs> no. No. I wonder, well, you, I maybe like, maybe you did tell me that, and that was that 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 just that lived in my brain for years and years and years, and then eventually came out as the Jeff Keighley photographs uh, his own turd sketch. I don't like, know. Anytime it was mm. like as soon as class was <clears> finished, break time, straight in the toilets. Every time we went to the toilets as well, it's like he said. That's how he said it. We go jobby check. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, I know that, um, I know that Keighley well, wasn't very happy with. The sketches, and I know Keely that is uh, also he's just generally notorious for not being happy with parodies. Yes, so he he's uh, you know he he didn't he didn't he didn't issue any kind of lawsuit, okay. so that's fine. He's a man with a brand to maintain. Yeah, I mean, I you know <laughs> the thing is though, I'm pretty sure his awareness of it is somebody showing him him going. And then, and then and then that's it you know like i don't think he spends any time thinking about it or or ever did um it would but be good if he had that one mate that showed him it every day i think but i think that was pactor because <laughs> after that that sketch in particular that you're talking about about Kel- Keely, because the, the so fake Keely made fake Michael Pactor uh-huh. take photos of his poo as a. <laughs> he, he was always like, you know, Pactor had to do stuff for Keely, like scrub his bunions or whatever. Uh-huh. And I remember, and I think I, I think I screenshotted it and posted it on Facebook. I might have to dig it out. I don't know if, it, but I remember like uh, Pactor getting drunk. He was clearly off his nut. Uh-huh. Um, because uh, he loves drinking scotch. I know this. He tells me things. Okay, I've been pissed with him this year. <laughs> Fucking hell! Sound like such a wanker. Um, but he um he tweeted at at Tam McLeish uh-huh. and at Jeff Keeley. Um, who like he uh he was basically Merry Christmas, my friend. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Tam. Uh, and uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just getting ready to photograph Jeff Keeley's poo. He tweeted this. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure he deleted it the next morning. But he tweeted this, and incredible. And yeah, so um, yeah, so he is. Look, the upshot is that Keeley is aware, and he, he wasn't. He wasn't happy about the whole situation. Here's a good one. Yeah. What's the most memorable game you've both played since Game Week ended? Memorable. Mine's is Dark Souls. Because mm, uh, you've developed a personal relationship with that game. That's, oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, like, I streamed all of playing Dark Souls, mm. and streaming was the only reason I got to the end of it, but it, that was a journey and a half. <laughs> mm. But it's also incredible. I mean, that game was like... <clears throat> that, do you ever Have you ever played a game where you take so many... that You don't... Sorry... Have you ever played a game where you just assume certain things or you assume that 
certain things don't you don't take certain things into account because you just assume that's not going to be in a game. I can't think what well, I can't think of any specific examples, but it's like you're underestimating a game. I know exactly so, what you mean, and no examples are coming to the fore. Yeah. <laughs> but I always think I know what you mean when when they play with. Um, it's just the depth when they about- they play with tropes or like sometimes they uh. do it deliberately where it's like you're expecting like well well this is obviously how this works because that's that's how games work yeah. and then it turns yeah. out they've yeah, actually yeah, yeah. they've actually yeah. yeah and Dark Souls had such incredible depth in so many different areas mm. and you just I just assumed a lot of the time that that wasn't the case I was still thinking mm. in terms of how other games I played would work so um, yeah but also just in terms of a journey it was. Uh, Aye, it was something else. And like, as an adult, uh, the amount of games I've pumped 90 hours into, you could count on one finger. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Dark Souls for me. Yeah. Um, it's just really difficult because memorable is really... It's mem- also trying mem- to figure out where you when yeah. you played something. Aye. Memorable is a really specific word, isn't it? Because like I can tell you lots of things I played that I thought were e- were like excellent. If we just like, if we just ch- change the criteria to something like a game that meant something to you or was really <laughs> special, I don't know. Because like you know, I'm I'm kind of like I was about to say The Witcher Three, but I don't think The Witcher Three was special to me. I just thought it was very good. Um, but I think it might be, might have been, you know, it's one of maybe one of the most significant things that's come out. Because um, I saw a stupid question, but we'll <laughs> but that actually thinking about it, Game Wank Three came out. Game Wank Three, Witcher Three came out when when Game Wank was still going, so that doesn't even count. Um, I don't even. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, a way out, a way out uh, as a co-op experience. Um, uh, now that I think about it, because I actually played this this weekend. Um, oh, okay. And uh, so it's a co-op game, and you are very much advised to play it with someone you are very close to, because... A cooperative, that's what your dad would say, not your dad. <laughs> a, co-op, a cooperative game. A cooperative game. A cooperative game. <laughs> um, cooperative game, go down and get a pint of milk and a... <laughs> What is this joke? Sorry, I'm, I totally ruined your fucking flow there. It's really rude because I wanted fine. to say cooperative, uh, cooperative, like, like my dad would say cooperative. Get up on a mince. Get <laughs> <laughs> a cooperative. Get some bacon. Get some. Get a cooperative. Get some bacon though, and uh, make sure it's smoked. <laughs> right. Sorry. See if they got a big jars of marmite. Not the wee jars, mine, because those aren't good value for money. <laughs> is it £2.17 for a wee jar and £2.30 for a big jar it's not worth it you're drifting into our old cinema boss <laughs> wasn't he from Dundee he was I uh... can't anyway um, <laughs> uh, so yeah A Way Out is uh, I think it came out this year it's really good I, I, I wanted to play it for ages and I finally um, got to play it uh, uh, you can play it online, but also I would recommend recommend Couch Corp and play it with somebody who you're very close to and would feel very bad about betraying. Right. 
so it's amazing and um it's like it's a really uh it's a really it's a, it's a little bit telltale it's very cinematic and it's very like um you know you, you and you, you, the, you, there's these two convicts who um and the story is they escape from prison and there's like a big kind of like countrywide manhunt for them and uh-huh. it's about it's about the two of you working together to overcome obstacles and avoid the police and blah 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 and uh, and there's like an, a, a like just you know and shit happens and um, I I don't want to spoil it but it's it's like um, by the end uh, talking about being memorable yeah the end of that game I think will really stay with people because it did with us when we played it oh, okay um, and it is uh, but the the, the the mad thing about it is that you can you can't play it single player like it is it's 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 a, it's a Two people have to commit to sitting down and playing through this entire narrative, and um, it does grip you. It's really good. Oh. Um, it's made by. Do you remember Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the single player co op game. Uh-huh. It's it's really it's the same people who did that. Right. Same okay. same director. Um, and uh, it's I would I would call it like a spiritual follow up. Like okay. it's it's got a lot of really similar themes, a lot of I would say a lot of quite similar kind of twists as well. Um, but yeah, memorable. I'd say yeah, like that was really extremely like that's that that stayed with me. Uh, I, I mean, I finished it like this weekend, but it's I've been thinking about it a lot because it's you know it's one of those things where you just whether it's a film or whatever when you yeah, keep, yeah, you yeah. keep like replaying something in your mind like fucking hell. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's not uh, often it's, that games make me think, "Oh fuck!" Like I have played, a, possibly a billion hours of Assassin's Creed, and I love Assassin's Creed. I'm just plucking it as an example out of thin air, but like I don't think Assassin's Creed or Skyrim or any of the things I've ploughed hours and hours into have ever made me go, "Fucking hell!" <laughs> you know? No, I know. Might 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 be the odd like "fucking hell," but not a "fucking hell." Yeah, it's a subtle distinction. Yeah, yeah. No, I had that with Dark Souls as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, last question, the last mm. good question on the list here. Um, at Anime Disliker asks thoughts on microwaved cereal. <laughs> is this a reference to your fucking weird life again? No, I don't think this one is. Are you sure? Are you sure you've not tweeted like just microwaved the bowl of Cheerios, boys? <laughs> Here, do you know what's really good? I've not had <laughs> hot milk on Weetabix. It's really good. I thought you were going to say something mental. No, I thought you were going to say something mental like fucking... It's just really good. You see if you microwave a jar of Nutella. <laughs> no, just hot milk and Weetabix. I've not had that in years. Um, microwave, microwaved cereal. Is that porridge? <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh man! Is that porridge? I'd, honestly, that question made me Ready laugh brick. so much. So I was just uh... microwaved cereal. <laughs> I I kind of want to try it now. The only cereal I've eaten for ages is fucking muesli because because I'm, <laughs> I'm in my mid thirties. The thing they don't tell you about becoming like being someone in, as soon as you turn like, as soon as you become someone who's in their mid thirties, you just turn into a tosser. Oh god! You know, you just you just become like a, you become everything you hoped you never would our pal i joined the conservative party (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't, yeah, we'll for the record. <laughs> it's been a stoutin' evening, folks, and it's nowhere yet. Next up, Sandra McGarten again. This time we are sister, the lovely Helen. A time for giving, a time for getting, a time for forgiving, and a time for forgetting. Christmas is love, Christmas is peace, a time for hating and fighting is cease. Christmas time, Fucking horrendous. Fucking horrendous. Sit down. Because uh, the thing is, like, the thing about Game Man, because I miss it in a way. Like, I, oh, I know. It but was, I think that's good. I think it's good to miss it rather yeah. than. But you're, I think. When uh, we were doing it, we got really sick of doing it. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a there was a phase when we started to burn out, and then we brought Barry on board, and he brought a bit of a new lease of life to it. And then, but I think it started to happen again after a wee while. Mm. And but I think ultimately, um, I think you know it did well, and we made it. I think we, I think we, uh, people seem to like it. And if people are listening, someone's listening to this, it means they listened to it before, probably. Yeah, uh, which is nice. So thanks for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this I is guess weird. I've done all the goodbyes already <laughs> on the last episode. Came out. Thanks for my career. Um. <laughs> 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 Thanks for uh, everyone on Twitter uh, having a weird thing about the size of my penis. Yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> I mean, it's a big one to be fair. <laughs> um, fucking crack this desk in half. <laughs> <laughs> Just for reference, this desk is like a big fucking antique oak thing. It is, isn't it? This, th- this fucking, this... Airbnb is ridiculous. I know. This is like, did, have you have you rented this off Napoleon? It's ridiculous. It's, it's like, fifty quid. <laughs> I can't get over it. Fifty quid. When I, when when you answered, the door, I want to tell the people at home this. As soon as I walked in here, we mentioned earlier we were talking about how swish it was. Uh-huh. But one of the first things which he said was fifty quid, fifty quid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in that in that way where like uh, you know a sort of uh, a middle-aged scottish man you don't quite know if they mean that's too much or that's quite cheap because <laughs> if it was too much you'd be like 50 quid 50 quid <laughs> exactly the it's, same thing <laughs> oh no how much was that car in Ibiza? it was like 35p 65 pence 65 Apparently, the people of West Calder <laughs> deem it acceptable to be sixty-five pence for a can. This is like at the time that was <laughs> that wasn't even. <laughs> it was perfectly normal. That's why everyone thought you were like, "Where's he getting his Ribena?" <laughs> oh man, the past. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice. It's been it's been nice revisiting game work. Mm. Uh, I mean, like, at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, Game Boy is 10 years old, I should do something special, and I was, had this whole big plan about who, mm. you know, I was going to get everyone involved, and but then it was just like, and then we got to November, and it's like, oh, fuck, we haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'm coming down, we'll do... <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's it's... It's really genuinely like one of those things that's made a big mark on both of our lives. Yeah, I mean, it's really difficult to deny that. It's really... Um like I mean, I think we we we, we joke a lot um, on on 
particularly on Twitter and that we've joked a lot over the years about oh give all dick fucking oh. <laughs> you know every time we get asked about it oh shite <laughs> but you know I, it, it, it's fucking it, it was it, it was something I think we, we, we were both quite right to be proud of it and it did take us places um, like, oh, I'd say practically so. in all of my circle of friends comes from you know doing all of that sort of stuff as mm. well and yeah, it's been nice. I it's mean, my entire like my in your career, <laughs> like almost my entire life, basically everything apart from my kids mm-hmm. has come <laughs> has come fr- as, as almost a direct result of doing game work. Like you know, like yeah. wh- where I'm where I'm living and what I'm doing for a living and it's everything like, really. It's been the like, funniest thing was is if someone asked me what I was if a, if a normal adult human asked me what I was doing today, yeah. I'd lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've already lied today what is it you're doing oh I'm just gonna we're just gonna if we went up. to the pub if we went to the pub right now so what you boys been up to today uh, just uh, fighting <laughs> <laughs> had a right good had the right good punch up in front of your fireplace you know it's just like that bit out of women in love <laughs> It was rare. (laughs) (laughs) Then we had the bath. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Good times. (laughs) Probably leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay. Let's let's uh, let's just go out. Uh, I just want to say thanks to everyone that's been involved with it over the years. Just anyone that's ever listened and tweeted us and sent us messages or daft photoshops or whatever. Just you know, ta. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks. Cheers. It was it was a a, a weird thing that became more than the sum of its parts and what's the fucking quote developed a little life of its own and a dream that became a reality and <laughs> spread throughout the stars <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's so many people there's so many like game one couldn't have existed without so many people sustaining and maintaining it around us so thanks to everyone and thanks for listening of all the podcasts i ever met in my travels <laughs> this was the most humming That took you a wee while. I was like, oh God, that one went down badly. (laughs) There we go. Anyway, right. Bye. Bye. Right, folks, we've got a live treat for you to finish off your night. Your man, Steph Richard, his man, Brass Donkey on saxophone, will last Christmas.
Someone else, I'm sorry. 